Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hey, everyone, you're listening to Simplified Speech, which is the Culips series that features clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. Today, I'm joined by my co host, Cassie. Hey there, Cassie. Hey, Andrew, and hey, listeners. Hope you're all doing well. Excited to be here today. Cassie, this is my favorite kind of simplified speech episode because we are just going to chat and hang out and talk about what's new with us. We're going to catch up. And Cassie, we haven't recorded together for a couple of weeks, so I'm excited to learn about what's new with you and what's going on in your neck of the woods and in your life. Yeah, me too. It's been a while and I haven't listened to all the bonus episodes. So I'm sure there's some stuff you can tell me that I haven't heard as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you up to date. Don't you worry. But before we get into our conversation, I want to remind all of our listeners about the study guide and the interactive transcript for this episode. And in fact, guys, we make study guides and transcripts for all our episodes. We have a huge library of English lessons. And our study guides are designed by our team of expert English teachers to help you build your English skills and reach your English learning goals faster than ever. And you'll be able to access our library of learning materials when you're a Culips member. But that's not all. As a Culips member, you'll also get some really amazing bonuses and benefits, like invitations to our monthly live streams. Full access to our member only series, which is called the Fluency Files, and so much more. Now, to become a Culips member, you just need to visit our website, culips.com, and you can sign up. And at the start of every episode, we also like to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Now, this week, we are going to shout out Omonana2023. Who left us a great review and a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. And Cassie, could you do the honors? Could you read the review for us? Sure can. So Omo Nana wrote I finally signed up for a membership and it is great. As a Korean living in Canada, I've been stuck at an intermediate level for quite a long time. I especially struggle with conversations with native speakers who happen to be the parents of my child's friends. It's hard to understand because they frequently use phrasal verbs. Actually, they don't realize that they're using phrasal verbs. To improve my English, I've been searching and trying to find excellent content that I can listen to while preparing lunchboxes and doing household chores. Culips is one of the best podcasts, and I almost want to keep it to myself to improve my skills secretly. I appreciate this content because it provides me with useful expressions and is easy to understand without needing to translate into my native language. Thank you for creating such valuable resources for us. Wow. I think we should hire Omo Nana to be an advertiser for us, Cassie. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for the kind words and for learning English with us, Oma Nana. We really appreciate it. And with that said, Cassie, let's get started with our main topic for today, which is us just catching up and having a chat. And Cassie, let's start with you. What's new? What's up? 
Well, the most exciting thing that happened recently was we had our fall break at school, which means we had 10 whole days to rest up. And me and my husband went to Korea for 10 days. Yeah, you came here to Korea. Now, wow, I'm really jealous. A 10 day holiday in the fall. Cassie, on our Discord recently, somebody asked a question about you. And the question was, what job does Cassie have that she can take so many vacations around the world? And I guess that's one of the benefits of being a teacher, right? Is that you do get some nice vacations. Yeah, that's right. I'm super stressed for certain months of the year, and then I have lots of time to have fun the other months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So you came here to Korea, mm -hmm. and how did that go? How was your trip? It was really nice. We didn't plan a whole lot of activities. We mostly just came to relax and spend time with some friends and our family and eat lots of delicious Korean food, which I did. <laughs> What was the most delicious meal, the one that stands out in your minds? Oh, they're all so good. There's this restaurant. It's owned by my husband's, one of his family members, not a close one, but maybe like a second cousin or something. And they own a roast duck restaurant. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's so good. It's just a giant plate of roast duck with veggies and rice and then a million side dishes on the side. Ah, amazing. Yeah, I like that too. Unfortunately, my wife doesn't really like duck too much, so I don't get to eat it very often. But yeah, it is delicious. Cassie, I know that you lived in Korea for a long time, maybe around five years or so. Is that right? Six years. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> six years. Yeah. Okay. So six years in Korea. Now you're living in Thailand. I'm wondering. Do you ever get like a big major craving for Korean food? And if so, what is the dish that you crave the most while you're away from it and you can't eat it? Yeah, I totally do. Probably I just miss the side dishes the most. But luckily, Korean barbecue is super popular here in Thailand. So, ah, gennip. Gennip in English is called perilla leaf. Yeah, perilla leaf. Yeah, so anytime that I'm really craving some radish kimchi or perilla leaf, we can head on down to the Korean restaurant and get some. Nice. Yeah, for listeners who aren't really too familiar with Korean food, Cassie was talking about side dishes. And if you go onto Google and do a Google search for Korean side dishes, you'll see that there are many different varieties that come up. But at many Korean restaurants, when you order your main meal, you'll get all these little side dishes that accompany it. And it's things like kimchi or some vegetables, or there's many different types. And they're just supposed to be eaten with rice. And yeah, they're very delicious. And gennip, like you said, cassie, is this green leaf. And it's used to wrap your meat that you eat from the barbecue. And super delicious and kind of a unique flavor. I don't really know how to describe it. Listeners, if you haven't tried it, you just have to try it. It's almost impossible to describe. Very unique. And I also agree with you, Cassie. Very delicious. Yeah. If I ever have to eat meat without it, I'm so sad. I'm like, where's the perilla leaf? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, Cassie, let's change the topic because I haven't had dinner yet and it's around 7.45 in the evening and I'm getting hungry. So let's not talk about food right now. Let's change the topic to something else. You were here in Korea for about 10 days. And yeah, did you like do anything particularly noteworthy? Ah, this is exciting. So I was in Gwangju, which is where I lived for the six years before I moved to Thailand. And Gwangju has a famous mountain called Murungsan, Murung Mountain. Wait, Cassie, were you in Gwangju last weekend? Yeah, I was. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I was there just for a little bit. I was there like from Saturday afternoon until Sunday morning, just for a minute. That's funny. I never even thought that. You would be in Gwangju at that time. That's crazy. Anyways. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So Murung Mountain. Have you hiked it, Andrew? Yeah, several times. It's a big mountain in Gwangju, in that city in the southern part of South Korea. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love hiking. So of course, 10-day holiday, have to hike. What was really cool was that Murung Mountain has some military, I don't know, satellite bases, something on the top. So you weren't allowed to go to the very tippy top of the mountain before, but they have opened the top now for the first time in many, many years. It's only like an extra 200 meters up, but I did it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I've seen that area. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just this like fenced off area. It looks like there's some satellite dishes or antennas or something inside there. So that's cool. You got to go all the way to the top. How long did it take you round trip? Because that's a pretty big mountain. It can be pretty intense. Yeah, with the hike and a short lunch, it took about five hours, five and a half, maybe. About five and a half hours. It's not so bad. That's pretty good timing. I think you must have hiked fairly quickly. Yes. Oh, last thing I'll talk about this trip that I was really proud of, Andrew. So... You know, as a language learner, I'm sure all of our listeners can empathize with me. One of my biggest fears about moving to Thailand was that I would forget all of my Korean because I don't use it on a day-to-day -day basis anymore. I'll talk Korean with my husband occasionally, but, you know, it's everyday language. And then half the time I'm using English. But yeah, so I come back to Korea for 10 days and we stay at his parents' house, my in-laws, and, you know, they don't speak English, so it's all Korean all the time. And on the plane over, I was like, oh, can I do it? Will it be okay? And yeah, of course, there were some words and phrases that I forgot, but I was really surprised with how much I still remembered. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. What's that like staying with your in-laws for 10 days? Like not what I don't want to know about your relationship with your in-laws. That's up to you and your in-laws. But what I want to know about is like, how is that on your brain having to interact in only Korean for 10 days at a time? Because, you know, when I hang out with my wife's family, even after just one day of speaking and listening only to Korean for the whole day, I'm pretty exhausted. I'm like mentally tired at the end of the day. And I have only had to do that for like maximum of like two days at a time, never 10 days. What is that like after 10 days? Are you pretty wiped out mentally? Honestly, I got pretty used to it. And I do a lot more listening 
than I would speaking if it was, you know, with my in-laws at home in English. So my personality is slightly different, but I don't know. I really surprised myself with how there were a variety of topics that came up and I was able to at least add to the conversation in all of those topics. And I was satisfied with that. I think it can sometimes feel discouraging when you can't explain yourself the way that you want to in a foreign language. But my advice to listeners would be, you know, don't get too hard on yourself. And as long as you're making an effort and you're putting something into the conversation, then the person you're talking to is also so appreciative and you can still build that warm connection. I felt like I got even closer to my in-laws these 10 days just speaking Korean all the time and being with them. I think what you said there is a really great lesson. And it's something that I try to do, but it's not so easy to do sometimes. But I think it goes a long way in this kind of situation. And that is to be a driver of the conversation, to contribute something to the conversation. I know a lot of times, especially in a group situation, if you're like speaking with just one other person and it's one-on-one, it's easy to participate in a conversation, even in your second language. Compared to group situations, right? But when you've got five or six people together, it can be hard to participate in the conversation. And often you find yourself just sort of sitting there listening. (laughs) And so it can be difficult to sometimes jump in. I know personally, I find that I'm keeping up with the conversation, but I'm trying to add something and then I'm too slow. The conversation has moved by the time I've thought of what I wanted to say. So something that's nice to do to avoid that situation is actually be the person who starts the conversation, starts the topic, asks the question, right? And if you start it, then you can kind of steer it in the direction that you want. So I've been trying to do that more a little bit lately myself, and it sounds like you are doing that as well, Cassie. So how about I tell you an update from my life, something completely different? You mentioned it before we got started, but you didn't tell me any details. I'm very excited. So I have been going crazy the last few days, and it's because of my ear. So it's only happening to my right ear, and I don't know exactly what's going on, but I guess maybe three weeks or so ago, I had a pretty bad cold, and I went to the doctor, and the doctor said that I had a kind of sinus infection, and he gave me some medicine for that. And my cold cleared up. I feel fantastic now. Back then, I had a bit of a sore throat. I was really congested. But now I'm totally fine. However, when I am walking to work, going to work, not every day, but some of the days, I have about a 20-minute walk to get from the subway station to where my office is. On the way to my office, my right ear will kind of clog up. And it feels like I have water in my ear. And I've been, you know, doing anything I can to get that sensation of having a clogged ear go away. But nothing seems to help. I've been, you know, not putting any headphones in my ears, (laughs) not putting my AirPods in my ears. I've been trying to chew. I've been trying to yawn. And nothing is really helping. The sensation is so terrible. It makes it so that when I speak... My own voice sounds really muffled in my head, and I don't really know my own volume, so I get really self-conscious. Like, am I shouting too loud to compensate for having this blocked ear, or am I speaking too quietly? 
So yeah, it's been really driving me crazy and nothing seems to be able to unclog it except time. Like it will just be clogged and then suddenly one second goes away and then it will be totally fine for like three or four days and then boom, all of a sudden it's clogged again. So I don't know if it's still like something related to being congested from before or maybe if it's like the change in temperature because right now the seasons are changing and it's getting quite cool here in Korea. I also have to like climb up almost a mountain to get to my office. So I'm wondering if it's like an elevation thing coming out of the subway and walking all the way up to my office, maybe. Have you thought about going to an eyes, nose, throat doctor and maybe asking them to put a camera in your ear and see if there's any blockage of some kind? Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I always like tell myself, you know, I'll be... doing a class or even recording the podcast. I was trying to record the podcast recently and it was driving me crazy trying to record with this sensation. So when it happens, I'm always like, ah, I'm going to like go to the doctor as soon as I'm finished doing what I'm doing, teaching my class or recording my podcast or whatever. But then, you know, like I get busy doing something else and it just goes away and then I forget about it. And then like three or four days later, it will happen again. So Yeah, it's on my list. I'm going to go and check it out. But, you know, have you ever had that before, Cassie, where you're like kind of sick, you feel sick, something's wrong, but then it kind of gets better and you don't want to go to the doctor because you're like, okay, so doctor, I was feeling sick. Now I'm fine, but it might come back. <laughs> yes, I've had that before. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm wasting the doctor's time almost. It's the worst. <laughs> In America, I don't know about Canada, but in America, we just ignore that because going to the doctor is annoying and time-consuming and expensive. But in Korea or probably Canada, where I think healthcare is better, it, it is that conundrum. You're like, do I go and waste my time and the doctor's time? Do I not go? It's like uh, a seesaw. I think I got to go, though, because this is yeah, really, really driving me crazy. And the funny part about this story Cassie, we were talking a little bit off the air before we started recording, and I was telling you how my wife has started taking swimming lessons recently. And so she's going to the swimming pool several times a week to swim. And the other day while she was swimming, she got water in her ear. And so her ear was like really clogged up from having water in it. And then at the same time, my ear was like clogged up from, I don't know what this is, congestion or something. So We were both like, oh, we're going crazy. And we were like shaking our heads to the side and like yawning and chewing gum and trying to get the feeling out of our ears. But we must have been quite the sight, a weird couple for a day, at least. Were you in public when you guys were doing this? We were for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, you know, hers came loose. I don't know. Oh, came unclogged. The water came out, so she's feeling fine now, and I'm feeling fine now, but it did happen to me earlier today, and I'm just worried that it will happen again in the future. Really unpleasant feeling. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine, but good luck. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Cassie, before we wrap things up, is there anything else that you wanted to tell us about? Not really. I guess one tidbit was one book that I've been waiting for forever has finally been released today. So I'm very excited to start reading after we're done recording today. <laughs> ah, so you got a plan for this evening. Yes, me and my book. 
you're going to have to let us know what the book is called. It's called A Curse for True Love. It's like a fantasy novel, and it's the final book in a trilogy, and the ending of the second book almost killed me. Such a cliffhanger, Andrew, so I cannot wait to read about it. And how long have you been waiting for this book to be released? Uh, almost a year. Almost a year. Oh my god. Okay. Well, Cassie, I think we should wrap things up then so that you can get to your book. I don't want to keep you waiting any longer. Sounds good. Right, everyone. Well, that will bring us to the end of the episode. So thank you for tuning in and studying with us. Of course, we hope that you found this conversation useful for improving your English skills. And this episode was made free for everyone to listen to because of our awesome member community. Without them, Culips wouldn't exist. So if you would also like to support Culips, you can sign up and become a member. And to do that, just visit our website, culips.com. Once again, if you're a member, you will gain access to our helpful study guides, transcripts, and fun bonuses as well. Don't forget also to follow us on Instagram or YouTube or join our Culips Discord channel. Joining the Discord is free and the link to join will be in the description for this episode. We'll be back soon with another brand new English lesson and we'll talk to you all then. Goodbye. See ya.